What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 66 for the week of June 4th, 2023. I am your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. You be sure to follow along each week, and we are going to keep you updated with all the information you need as we cover Disney Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get started. In case you missed it this week, Hamilton's director Thomas Kale is confirmed to helm the live-action Moana movie. The Mandalorian season four is uh, going to be uh, the filming for this is going to be delayed until November supposedly, and the trailer has been released for the Disney Plus original movie World's Best, along with so many other news drops this week. We're going to discuss those stories, let you know what's new on Disney Plus, and bring you our top ten posts for the week. In our 10 and 10 News Blast segment, where we fill you in on all the Disney Plus happenings in about 10 minutes, all this and more is coming at you next. Welcome, everybody. So glad to be back in uh, that uh, glorious routine that we all have. Let's kick things off. With what's new on Disney Plus this week, highlights include Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and you guessed it, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, all those on Disney Plus. Uh, over on Hulu in the U.S. and on Disney Plus in the U.K., Canada, and Australia, We've got a new episode uh, from season three of The Kardashians that's now available, as well as a brand new episode of The Clearing. And just uh, just so everyone knows, because we didn't have an episode last week, you can also check out uh, the new uh, 20th Century Studios White Men Can't Jump that dropped last week. I still have to put that, or I still have that on my to-do list. So busy, it's hard to keep up with all these things, but I was a huge, huge fan of the original White Man Can't Jump, so that's why I had to give it a, uh, a shout-out for this uh, remake. So I'll be back eventually with my thoughts on that one. Uh, later in this episode, we're also going to give a uh, review of the new live-action version of The Little Mermaid, which is uh, the big movie in theaters now. Anyway, up first, Hamilton's director, Thomas Kale, has been confirmed to helm the live-action Moana movie, and this seems like a pretty good fit for me mm-hmm. uh, because, obviously, uh, Lin-Manuel was so um, involved in the Moana animated movie, so perfect fit, right? I, I, I agree. So you might remember last month when Dwayne Johnson revealed the news that they were making a live-action reboot of the animated Moana from 2016. Uh, Johnson is attached as a producer. And then Olahi, uh, you got to say her last name. I can't say it. Cravalho. Olahi (laughs) Cravalho. You say it so much better than me. Uh, so she's uh, attached as executive producer on the film, but will not be reprising the voice of Moana for the live action remake. But yeah, uh, it's been confirmed. There were some rumors out there, but uh, Thomas Kale, who was the director of Hamilton, he will helm this new movie. Um, filming on the project is going to begin later this year in Hawaii and Georgia. There's not a release date yet, but uh, hopefully you'll hear something new on that soon. I, I really look forward to seeing uh, 
what uh, what kind of visual artistic style they come up with for that movie because uh, that could translate really well into into a live action thing. So, you know, so, some of those are some with, as with all of the Disney live action things. Like some of them are a little better than others, and we're going to talk obviously about Little Mermaid later. But uh, uh, this, I have high hopes for I, this. I, one. I do have high hopes, and I, I hope they do it right. I like that Dwayne Johnson's involved too. So. Uh, in, in Thomas Kiel, like Hamilton, Lin-Manuel, all the music and everything. Like, I, I just, I, I have my fingers crossed for that one. Anyway, uh, Mandalorian season four, we're all, we are all, uh, we're obviously Michelle and I for sure, because of how much we've always enjoyed every season of the Mandalorian. We're super excited. Uh, season four is coming up, but it has been delayed to November. Is that because of like the, the writer's strike that's still going on? Yeah. Yeah. And you might remember, uh, earlier this year, uh, John Favreau, who is the series creator Mm -hmm. of the Mandalorian said that he had all the scripts written for the fourth season. It was in development. Uh, deadline reported that production was supposed to begin in September, but because of this writer's strike, it had been delayed now there is a new um, listing in Production Weekly, which shows it beginning production November. Obviously, if this writer's strike continues, that could be delayed even further. So I think we're going to see a lot of these shows that we were thinking of coming at a certain timeline. They might be coming a little bit later than we were expecting. Well, pre- prepare yourself for any scripted series that you're a fan of because... Uh, you know, any show that you're looking forward to that would typically come out maybe this fall is definitely going to be delayed. You see that all across, uh, you know, all the platforms, all of the shows. Uh, perfect example, uh, CBS moving Big Brother to uh, a, a, an August start time because, uh, you know, they're not going to have... That's something that shows three times a week so that you know, to take the place of some of the scripted series that they, they're not going to have ready. Well, and obviously. ABC. Uh, ABC showing all, all game shows. All unscripted game shows and repeats. and You, you yeah. may remember, I, I think it was back in like uh, 2008, there was a, a prolonged writer's strike that affected a, a lot of uh, the series that were on TV at the time. Like I remember like office the office was like kind of delayed and had like a shortened season along with like some other stuff so it, hopefully they get that all worked out soon because you know there, there, there's so many good ideas and so many good things uh coming our way but uh, we're gonna have to wait until uh all the behind the scenes stuff is fixed before uh before we're gonna be able to move on with all that but uh yeah it's a it's a bummer because if they start filming Mandalorian season four in November, um, gosh, when does that mean? What's the ETA for season four? Like November of the next year, maybe? Because there's a lot, there's a lot of special effects that go into that, and mm-hmm. a lot of extra work takes a long time. Anyway, that's it uh, for that. Uh, finally, we've got a trailer for a new uh, Disney Plus original movie that has been uh, released. It's called World's Best, and I just watched this before uh, recording this today. I think it looks kind of interesting, uh, like kind of a unique concept. So, uh, Michelle, tell us a little bit more about uh, what you thought of the trailer and uh, give us the rundown of what this movie is going to be about. Yeah, it's a hip-hop musical comedy adventure, and this is produced by Thomas Keel, who we just talked about, the director of Hamilton. Okay. 
And if you watch the trailer, we have that up on the website. We also have a poster up there. But this is about uh, a 12-year-old mathematics genius who is in the midst of navigating the hardships of adolescence. And he discovers his recently deceased father was a famous rapper. And then he immediately sets out to pursue a career for himself as a rap superstar. So it's kind of charming the trailer i i wish they would have kind of showcased or featured more of the music because i don't feel like they really did that in the trailer but you know this looks good uh this is just kind of you know we've had american born chinese and chang can dunk and prom pact and we've had a lot of these all of those really movies so far have series. exceeded my yeah. expectation and i i could just tell from from the trailer that the kid that that's playing the main character in this like really likable he, he looks like he's got something like just just from the the quick you know couple of minutes of the trailer he, he looks like he's got like a little bit of a star factor for me so i i am definitely looking forward to this like mainly just because of how good how much better all these other disney plus originals have been uh you know over the last year than what you would have expected like if you're not watching those you're missing out on some pretty decent movies. And the series. That's it. Um, that is it for all the top news. Uh, let's uh, talk about uh, where you can find out all about all of our news, which is on our website, DisneyPlusInformer.com. Michelle, getting kind of hot in here so <laughs> we've got 10 minutes before i might be too too sweaty to keep going that's disgusting anyway uh <laughs> l l let's move right on into the news blast segment michelle 10 and 10 you go first All right. go so earlier you had talked about four new indiana jones movies that are available to stream on disney plus and in celebration of this Disney has announced that U.S. Disney Plus subscribers will uh, have early access to some shop Disney products for Indiana Jones. USA. So USA. Go, you can go ahead and check it out. We've got a link on our website, and it gives all the details about that. But this starts May 31st. So it's going on right now. It lasts through June 8th. And U.S.-based Disney Plus subscribers will have the ability to purchase select Indiana Jones franchise product prior to sales to the general public, which begins on June 9th. So like I said, you can go. We have a link to some of the products that are available on there and everything. And go ahead and check that out. Cool. Uh, according to a new report, Jason Scott Lee is going to be returning in Disney's live-action remake of Lilo and Stitch. Uh, the actor provided the voice of David in the original uh, animated film, and this news comes from Real News Hawaii, which shared uh, the news on social media. We've got a link to that on the website, DisneyPlusInformer.com. Be sure to check it out. So Disney Plus has confirmed more titles that are coming to the UK, some originals and um, other things. So one of the things is called Wagatha Christie. This is a working title right now, but it stars Colleen Rooney, uh, we also have season two of Marvel's Loki coming up on October 6th, starring Tom Hiddleston and Sofia DiMartino. Also up is the third season of the comedy series Only Murders in the Building, which will premiere on August 8th. 
This stars Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. The much-anticipated FX's Welcome to Wrexham Season 2 will also come up later on. This continues to follow Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' journey with Wrexham AFC. Uh, we also have Season 2 of the critically acclaimed original series, The Bear. And... Up next, we have on June 14th, the Full Monty series will release. Uh, this takes place 25 years after the original British smash hit. Other UK originals are The Culprits, which is a darkly funny series starring Nathan Stewart Jarrett and Gemma Arterton. Uh, we also have a Brown, The Impossible Formula One Story. That's also working title. A British sporting story told by Keanu Reeves. Uh, we also Whoa. have a couple other things on here, so uh, be sure to check that out. But lots of stuff coming to Disney Plus and Star in the UK. A lot of people refer to me as darkly funny. Uh, Marvel's mm -hmm. Disney Plus original series, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, has been in production for several months and has reportedly just wrapped uh, its filming. This news comes from a comment from at Atlanta underscore filming on Instagram, which revealed that the series working under the title of My Pretty has finished shooting. Uh, you can see an image and our link to that uh, Instagram post on our website. But uh, Agatha Coven of Chaos will star Catherine Hahn as her character from WandaVision. A lot of uh, the other details are not known about the project. However, fellow WandaVision stars will reportedly be returning for the series. Uh, Emma Caulfield, who played Sarah Proctor, a.k.a. Dottie Jones, and Deborah Jo Rupp, uh, who played Mrs. Hart, have been confirmed to appear in this upcoming series. Joe Locke will reportedly star in the series along with Aubrey Plaza. Uh, Shashir Zamata and Eric Andre, big fan, uh, have also been cast in the unknown uh, in, in unknown roles. Additionally, Ali Ahn, Maria Dizia, and Patty Lapone will reportedly play witches in this upcoming series. So I'm... Uh, the second half of WandaVision uh, really, like, got a lot better for me, and I, I'm looking forward to this uh, Agatha Coven of Chaos. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Sony producer Amy Pascal has confirmed that Sony and Marvel Studios' Spider-Man 4 starring Tom Holland and Zendaya is still in development. However, the writer's strike has paused further development of the movie. So Pascal shared the news during the premiere of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. She was talking to Variety and she said, are we going to make another movie? Of course we are. We're in the process, but the writer's strike, nobody is working during the strike. We're all being supporters and whenever they get themselves together, we'll get started. We don't have any plot details or additional casting news yet. Um, a past rumor suspect us. Uh, suspected that Spider-Man 4 could arrive in theaters on July 12, uh, in 2024. However, with the delay in production and with the writer's strike, that could be delayed as well. Tom Holland's going to be 40 years old before, uh, still playing before that release. He, he's got those uh, boyish looks. Uh, I was just going to say, it's a good thing he looks young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, Sony and Marvel's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse arrives in theaters uh, actually yesterday. 
since we're recording this on uh, June 3rd. Uh, but during the red carpet premiere for the film in Los Angeles, Sony producer Amy Pascal spoke to Variety and revealed that a live-action Miles Morales movie is in the works. Here's what she said. You'll see all of it. It's all happening. Uh, at the same event, producer Avi Arad also teased that a Spider-Woman movie is going to be coming quote sooner than you expect adding i cannot tell you yet but it's coming big fan of spider-man so the more the merrier i like it i like i played the miles morales uh game on playstation like a year ago and it's i, I love the miles morales uh offshoot of spider-man so definitely will be looking forward to that uh that movie all right so, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, that's the new Star Wars Gosh, series that will that debut later on this year. We don't have an exact release date yet, but we do know how many episodes it's going to have, and it's been confirmed that it will have eight episodes. This series stars Jude Law and is created and executive produced by director John Watts and writer Chris Ford. Skeleton Crew follows the journey of four kids who make a mysterious discovery on their seemingly safe home planet then get lost in a strange and dangerous galaxy, finding their way home and meeting unlikely allies and enemies will be a greater adventure than they ever imagined. This has been kind of described as kind of like the Goonies or Stranger Things in Space. Uh, so this, uh, like I said, we don't know the exact release date, but uh, it's supposed to come out later this year. I like Jude Law and I've overall liked the Star Wars uh, series that they've given us so far, so cautiously optimistic here uh, a few months ago news broke that the star wars projects of kevin fahey and patty jenkins were put on hold while those of Ataika watiti and damon lindelof had continued to move forward watiti has remained extremely enthusiastic about the project but little has been revealed since then in a recent interview with the hollywood reporter uh, YTT offered a brief update about the film, uh, which we do have a link to on the website, uh, but he, quote, said, I've got a really good idea for it. It's just with all films, it's the middle part. You're like, what's going to happen? And then you look at all of those Star Wars films that are so great, you're like, well, I guess they can't meet a smuggler with an alien sidekick. That's funny. Uh, details about Taika Waititi's Star Wars project are scarce, but the Oscar-winning Oscar-winning filmmaker will direct and write the film. Uh, Christy Wilson-Carnes uh, also was originally attached as co-writer, however, departed the project about a year ago. It was speculated that filming on YTT's Star Wars film could begin in 2024 with a late 2025 or early 2026 release date. However, nothing has been confirmed. Again, kick those cans down the road because of these writers strikes and problems with production all across the industry but uh yeah i i i have high hopes for his uh his vision for a star wars film fx has released the trailer for the upcoming series justified city prime evil this premieres on fx on july 18th and you can stream it the next day on hulu in the united states we have the trailer up on the website it looks so good this looks so good i can't wait for this okay having left the hollers of kentucky 15 years ago raylan givens now lives in miami a walking 
anachronism, balancing his life as a U.S. Marshal and part-time father of a 15-year-old girl. His hair is grayer, his hat is dirtier, and the road in front of him is suddenly a lot shorter than the road behind. So check out that trailer. Uh, this The original Justified was one of my favorite series ever uh, with Timothy Oliphant. And the series will also stream on Disney Plus internationally at a later date. However, a release date has not been announced yet for those countries. I know already this is going to be my favorite show of the this summer. summer. Yeah. Absolutely. I cannot wait to check that out. Uh, finally, for me, uh, Wednesday star Hunter Duhon has been r- rumored to have joined the cast of uh, Marvel's upcoming Daredevil Born Again series uh, over at Disney+. Plus. This news comes from the Cosmic Circus, which reports, We have recently received word that Hunter Duhon, known for his remarkable performance in the Netflix series Wednesday, is set to join the MCU in Daredevil Born Again. According to this new information we've received, Duhon has already been filming for the show in New York at this time. There is no word on his role or who he may be portraying. However... According to this new source, Duhan may have a substantial role in the show, granted the amount of time he has spent filming for it. Uh, the outlet does point out that they have checked with several sources who could not corroborate this information at this time. However, this does have a certain level of credibility based on other factors, and we felt it was worth sharing with you today. Um, as always, since nothing has been confirmed by either Marvel or Disney, we will treat this as a rumor for now, uh, there's lots of other things that have been confirmed about this series and the fact that John Bernthal's coming back as the Punisher and it uh, makes what was already my most one of my most anticipated things coming in the coming years or whatever even more so because, man, John Bernthal's so good as the Punisher and Daredevil was the best. It was the best, right? Yeah. Was, I mean, yeah. The, Daredevil was the best. It is so good. So can't wait for that one. That one is just I'm giddy waiting for it. You can <laughs> you can tell by how excited I am. I hear it I in your voice. Yes. Anyway, that's it for all the news. It's time to review The Little Mermaid. Um pretty uh pretty basic stuff here. It's another Disney live action remake based off of a beloved uh animated series from our youths uh so i guess michelle start us off uh yeah this came out in theaters last week it's about two hours and 15 minutes long like you said it's the live action version of the animated uh little mermaid uh this yeah i don't want to say i was wowed and blown out of my seat but I really, really enjoyed it. So this comes from Rob Marshall. Uh, starring is Holly Berry from Gronish as Ariel. We have David Diggs, uh, who you might best known from Hamilton, mm-hmm. uh, plays Sebastian. Jacob Premblay uh, does the voice of Flounder. Uh, he pr- uh, did the voice uh, for Luca. And then Aquafina, who did the voice in Rhea and the Last Dragon. Provided the voice for Scuttle. So it's pretty an exact reimagining of the animated version. There is a little bit 
some things are a little bit different, but overall, I feel like they really captured the essence of the animated. Holly Bailey, I feel like, was born to play Ariel. Her voice is so beautiful. She did such a great job. Uh, she has this, she captured Ariel's innocence and facial expressions so well. I don't think that anybody could have done it better. She she was phenomenal, uh, especially with 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 her talents in singing. Like I I, I just think she nailed the songs, mm-hmm. and, and that was something that I always kind of uh, throughout watching uh, watching the film. I I did feel like um, you know physically, facial expressions, everything. She 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 really nailed that. Um, you know uh, that inquisitive like wide-eyed innocence of mm-hmm. uh of ariel from the uh from the animated film like she just like she just was born to play that role and and i cannot knock her at all in any way in in how she portrayed it she was the highlight of the of the film for me absolutely i did love david diggs i thought he did a really good job with sebastian um but the only th- I thought at first, I understand this is live action, but the Sebastian and Flounder kind of looked not how I would have pictured yeah. them to look. But you get used to it and it was fine. And, you know, but I understand it's live action. So it's, you know, you can't make that look too animated. Um, there's a couple new songs in there that were fine. Uh, nothing that was too great or memorable. There is that one Scuttlebutt song. That, uh, that's, that's very divisive. Sebastian and Scuttle. Uh, it's more like a rap, but it's got Lin Manuel all over it, and that really stood out. You could, you could, you just know that's uh, Lin Manuel had his hand in that. I, I feel like I, I've read a lot of impressions online about uh, people's thoughts on some of the original music in that, and. And I, I guess a lot of people maybe are not like didn't care for the scuttlebutt song. I didn't think it was bad watching watching the film. Like I it's mean, it's kind of catchy. I, like I kind of have it like in my head right now. You yeah, know? Like, I, I I had no problems with that. I I like that they tried to add something new to mm-hmm. this because a lot of the songs in from the little mermaid or you know the original film are, are so iconic and, and classic Disney songs that like everybody knows and loves so uh they they had uh quite the 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 straight and narrow line to walk to uh add something to that world that you know that worked and and i felt like they fit in okay i i I don't have a problem with the songs are they as are they as going to be as classic as the original ones no but they're fine and and like like you said i I, i'm a big lin-manuel fan and and scuttlebutt had uh (laughs) had had his uh workings all all over it for me so i i I did enjoy that um the under the sea that was one of the things i was looking to seeing forward to seeing the most because that's probably my favorite song from the little mermaid i thought they did a really good job with it visually stunning it uh, takes a little bit different approach to that song, but still very well done. And like I said, visually appealing. One one thing I would like to add is that, and, and this may sound a little strange, but like, you know, with these live action uh, Disney reimaginings of, of, of the animated ones, this one like required a little bit more suspension of disbelief for me. Like, 
because there's the part where like you know the birds underwater talking to <laughs> flounder and sebastian like it's just like obviously like it, it, it's all just like silly or whatever but like i mean part of it like that just part felt a little weird and i i mean it I guess it's no different than watching the Lion King and seeing two lion cubs talking to each other or whatever. But like, it was just like some of it felt a little bit more like they, they went past a certain point of uh, disbelief for me or something with that. But again, uh, visually I thought overall it was pretty spectacular. Um, the, the performances were very, very good. Uh, the, you know, the, the, re reimagined songs were good uh um the what is what's her name uh melissa mccarthy like she was oh yeah i didn't was, mention and that's that that's an that's unfortunate that i did not yeah, mention that, because you, that's you, a standout part of the whole film she, she just was nailed her slot uh vocal performance was amazing yeah and I like, should have said that earlier. she absolutely nailed that performance so kudos to her like that was, yeah that was above and beyond like second best performance in the uh in the film overall so i guess um I, it's worth your time it, it it did drag a little bit it was a little bit it was a little over two hours like yeah. two hours and ten minutes or something uh so Kind of on the longer side for something like this, but um, overall, I did enjoy it. Uh, is it is it an instant classic for me that I'm going to go back to again and again and again? Um, probably not, but it's definitely worth a viewing or two. Again, uh, the the performances in it were good. The 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 soundtrack is great. Um, so, I guess Michelle, I'm going to let you give your score first out of ten. Little Mermaid live Yeah, action. I'm going to give think? it an eight. One other thing I just want to mention really quick, just a little tidbit, is Jodie Benson, who did the voice for Ariel and the, the animated, does make an appearance in the film. So it's during the market scene outside of Prince Eric's castle, and they go on a little journey into the market. And Jodie Benson is the one that hands Ariel the fork or the dingle hopper uh, okay so if you do see it you might want to keep your eyes peeled for that because it's kind of cool it's kind of sounds like you know kind of passing the torch in a in fork form <laughs> passing the dingle hopper. but yeah i'm going with an eight eight for michelle uh 7.5 for me um and that's pretty good because it, it, it's in the middle of the pack of those live action remakes for me uh definitely worth your time fun everyone in your family can enjoy it so that's going to do it for this episode. We thank you so very, very much for joining us. Uh, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. That would be amazing of you. Tell your friends about it. Tell your family. Anyone else that likes Disney, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, all of it. If they like it and you like listening and hearing about it, be sure to tell them about that. Be sure to visit our website, DisneyPlusInformer.com, for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, and more. You can email us at podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. You can also follow us on Twitter with the tweets at MoreDisneyPlus. Stop by and visit our Facebook page. We'd love to see you there. Until then... Or until next time, we're going to get out of here, so we will see you later. See you later. Bye.